Hello and welcome to the reading room. My name is Rose, or Floaty Explodey on Twitter, and today I will be reading Chapter 3 of Craigslist Girlfriend by Kostchiko. Disclaimer, this fic is rated M for Mature. For additional tags, please see the AO3 link in the description. The day of the party arrived, and Kotsky waited impatiently at the front door of Ochiko's apartment. Fortunately, he had told her that the event started 30 minutes before it actually did, knowing that she would be behind schedule, which she definitely seemed to be. Just another reason why they wouldn't work. Kotsky was always prompt, and usually early, so this clearly was an added sign of their incompatibility. Kotsky was getting ready to knock impatiently for the third time when she suddenly opened the door with a guilty smile on her lips and a red stain of embarrassment across her face. He felt his breath quickly leave his lungs at the sight of her. Ochiko looked radiant, in a rosy pink dress, a color that was made for her. A tasteful V-neckline, topped to bodice, and long sleeves detailed by small flowers that trailed down to a flared waist of a tulle skirt. She wore light makeup and had her hair twisted in a bun at the base of her neck, though soft tendrils of brown hair still framed her face. Scratch that about her not being his type. She was so beautiful. She was everyone's type, his included. Was this a mistake? Most definitely. She had specifically emphasized platonic in her ad. For the first time since they met, he admitted to himself that he was definitely catching feelings. But it was too late to turn back now. She had clearly put a lot of time and effort into her part of the deal. The least he could do was repay her with a meal. It hardly seemed fair, but a deal was a deal. He'd offer her the world if she'd let him. But it wasn't what she wanted from him. She just wanted a meal. He must have stared a minute too long, as she glanced down shyly and asked, Is it too much? You made it seem like a really fancy event, so I asked my friend in the university fashion department to lend me one of her creations. She rubbed the back of her neck, shifting the dress and causing the flowers to shimmer in the light. No, it's perfect. He responded softly, uncharacteristically. She smiled up at him, at his words, and swore his heart stopped for a moment. At this rate, he was sure he'd die of a heart attack before the night was over. Ochiko's blush deepened as she whispered a quick apology for making him wait, before squeezing his arm as she teased, You clean up pretty well yourself. I would have pegged you for an all-black suit kind of guy, but I'm really loving the charcoal gray look. Let's do this, yeah? The drive to his parents' house was a quiet one, but Kotsky didn't mind. One of the things he valued most in friendships was the ability to sit in silence. While he'd continue to deny the possibility of a crush out loud, there was no use in trying to act like they weren't friends. Upon arrival, he stepped out and briskly walked around the car to open her door for her. He'd let the valet park the car. All of his attention was on her now. She let out a soft whistle as she linked her arm through his with a look of excitement and wonder on her features. Wow. You didn't say you were rich, rich. She exclaimed under her breath so that only he could hear. He felt his ears redden as he mumbled, No, my parents are rich. I'm going to make my own fortune. He stiffened as they entered the foyer and were met by the sight of said parents. He felt a sudden pressure to get introductions over with as quickly as possible, to remove Ochiko from his mother's shrewd gaze, 
and avoid the chance of being caught. Fortunately, his mother seemed to be in a good mood, and his father was as gentle and kind as ever. Ochiko was charmingly sweet, as they had previously agreed upon. She had made a last-minute offer on the drive over to hit on any cousins or pretend to get plastered. While he appreciated her thoughtfulness, her company was enough. There was something about being in her presence that made life feel a little brighter, a little better. He came out of his thoughts in time to hear his mother ask, So how did my good-for-nothing son manage to find such a pretty and kind young lady? Of course, it wouldn't be a family gathering without his mom putting him down. Ochiko laughed and responded with ease. Oh, I wouldn't say he's good for nothing. Quite the opposite, actually. We met because I am failing my classes, and Kotsky was kind enough to tutor me. He's a wonderful teacher. Mitsuki raised an eyebrow at that, though Kotsky couldn't know if it was at the mention of Ochiko's academic woes or the fact that he was apparently being helpful to others. The old hag simultaneously expected perfection, while never thinking his achievements were enough. He heard his mother respond that she didn't even know Kotsky had it in him to think about anyone other than himself. He felt the frustration rising in his mother's dismissive attitude, and felt a moment of regret for the inevitable fight between the two of them that would ruin his father's night. But before he could react, he felt an arm being gripped even more tightly as Ochiko pulled him even closer and leaned her head against his shoulder. The warmth of her body pressed to his did wonders at tempering his growing anger. You raised a wonderful son, Mrs. Bakugo. I know he can be rather explosive, but he's got the kindest heart under that rough exterior. I'm so fortunate to be able to see that side of him that he hides from others. Now, I hope you won't find me rude, but please excuse us. I'm hoping Kotsky can show me to the ladies' room. I need to freshen up. With just a few sentences, Ochiko had diffused his anger, avoided his confrontation of his mother that would likely follow, and provided an excuse for them to move along through the party. Not to mention, no one ever dared to stand up to or contradict his mother. If people thought he was scary and unapproachable, they must not have met his mother, who was at least ten times worse. Was Ochiko an actual angel? He was running out of other explanations for the perfect girl that had come crashing into his life and completely thrown everything on end. The rest of the evening passed without any other issues. She seemed to be loved by everyone she came in contact with, and she gladly took his place in conversations with his annoying, nosy relatives and his parents' friends. She sold their supposed relationship with so much ease that Kotsky half-believed her stories himself. He kept her supplied with drinks and appetizers as she dazzled the other guests, but felt relief and contentment to have her to himself during dinner. After the meal ended, the dance floor was opened, and he offered his hand as a slow waltz began to play. She laughed nervously and declined, claiming she couldn't dance and didn't want to step on his expensive shoes. I insist. He started with a little too much force. You just have to follow my lead. The feeling of her small hand in his as he led her to the dance floor was accompanied by a tight feeling in his chest. He could hear his heart beating in his ears as they faced each other, her brown eyes meeting his red ones. He brought her other hand to his shoulder and wrapped his hand loosely on her waist as they began to lead her through the all-too-familiar steps. She seemed to trust him implicitly, as her eyes never left his. 
but he could tell her mind was elsewhere. What are you thinking about? He asked in what he hoped was a nonchalant manner. Sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. She stuttered as her cheeks turned a darker shade of pink. I was thinking about how this started as a joke. I wasn't expecting to get any responses other than trolls or creeps. But you're so nice. It's been wonderful. I'm just sad that it's coming to an end, I guess. She continued quickly without pausing for breath. He wanted so badly to kiss her in that moment. His face was so close to hers. Her eyes sparkled in the light, but his eyes were drawn down to her pink lips, briefly before he reminded himself of her post. He wondered if she would taste as sweet as he imagined. How would she sound as she sighed into his lips pressed against hers? Before his mind could go too far down that particular road, he shook himself out of it. Strictly platonic date. He couldn't betray her trust by showing his feelings after she so clearly placed that boundary. She was holding up her end of the bargain. He needed to do the same. Even if his heart beat at a rapid pace every time their eyes met. Or the fact that he could hardly be around her without thinking he'd faint from lack of oxygen. But instead of allowing these feelings to surface, he locked his eyes back with hers. A smirk twisted his handsome features at his response. Didn't think I was going to get rid of you that easily, Cheeks. I thought I was your tutor. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this reading, please use the AO3 link in the description to give the author a well-deserved kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message us on Twitter with your requests for fix to be read.